Well, he hosts the boardroom with us every single Thursday at 9 a.m. right after JM and the AM on the Nachum Siegel Network. And, of course, he's well-known everywhere as a uh, renowned public speaker, inspirational speaker, and somebody you can always depend on for a great perspective before any major Jewish holiday. That's that's one of the reasons we use him. Uh, he's Charlie Harari, and he's with us live via telephone. Charlie, Shana Tova, Gmar Chatima Tova to you. Gmar Chatima Tova, Nachum. It's great to be on your show again. I can't believe it's another year. It goes so quickly. Yeah, we should, and all of us should be thankful that we're here another year later and uh, and still doing this, thank God. Absolutely. Um, so no coincidence, right? Even though I did it without anything intended, uh, Hakola Tova, I have a feeling this is part of your uh, Yom Kippur agenda, no? Yeah, I mean, I, I personally, and I know we speak about this every year, I think Yom Kippur is one of the greatest days of the year. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's uncomfortable, but it's, it's a day that most people, myself included as a kid growing up, totally misunderstand. Yeah, we focus, of course, on the food and drink and all the other things that make us uncomfortable during the day. And, uh, you know, being in shul the entire time is not always easy. But you say there's plenty of positive aspects. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we mistake is that we think Yom Kippur is a day of judgment. Yom Kippur is not a day of judgment. Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. It, it happens to be placed by God at the end of the judgment period. By the time you walk into Yom Kippur, basically the judgment is done... In what's left is 25 hours in which Hashem basically sends the Sutton, the prosecuting angel, away and gives us an opportunity to ask for forgiveness for anything that we want. And if it's sincere, He just rids us of it. So you've got this incredible opportunity for 20. Imagine if the store opens up and you get 25 hours to take whatever you want. You've got 25 hours a year where Jews stands before God and says, if they can get to a level to articulate and to feel bad and to promise to change, whatever it is that you ask forgiveness for, God gets rid of for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I'm certainly not going to argue with you on Erevium Kipper, but then how do you approach Neila? How do you approach this um, enormity of the last minute and instructions that are given us by our rabbinic leaders, you know, utilize those last minutes for literally for last minute begging and reminding God of why we deserve another great year? So I think that I agree with the first part, and I think that Yom Ne'ilah is the moment where the shahar, the the gates close, but it's less of begging for your life and more of this is the last five minutes before the king, so to speak, goes back to the heavens. And we can't use those terminologies, but the idea that God's saying, listen, I mean, I gave this speech over at Brooklyn College this weekend, the last week for Avina Malkino, and the example that I gave was, imagine as if there was a spa in Tibet where you found out that all you needed to do was show up, and there was this old woman, and she had, like, you know, some kind of thing she did, and all you needed to do was to apologize for the food you ate, and all the calories disappeared. Like, can you imagine, like, <laughs> you get there, and, and she's like, hey, what'd you eat? And you're like, uh, um, you know, I'm sorry for the donuts, the ice cream, I'm sorry for... Every Shabbos, the entire year. I'm sorry for the whole month of you know Pesach. You know what I'm saying like you would just knock out. All you need to do is to just apologize, and it's gone. So that's what's going on here. You've got a day where God says because the Gemara says that Hasatan is 364 because it's 364 days a year where He has a chance to block our tefillos, and one day a year God gives it off. So one day a year the Satan's off. We come into the courts and we're like, where is he? And he's like, God's like, no, no, no I took care of it. And you're like, really? Like, yeah, he's like, okay, what do you got? And I'm like, well, I'm sorry for this. He's like, forgiven. So the idea of Ne'ila is that this opportunity to be able to stand this close in front of the creator of the world one time a year is going away. 
it's not as much beg or else you will chop your head off. It, that That's great to motivate masses. That's great to get kids to pay attention. It doesn't really reflect how God runs the world. It's more, use this opportunity to get as close as you can to Him and as close as you can to your true self, because that's where you're going to come as clean as possible on a day where whatever you articulate, He is going to forgive. Charlie, so Har- I'm sorry. Yeah, please. No, I was going to say, Charlie Harari with us. I love that Hasatan uh, uh, note. That's amazing, that Gematria. Yeah. yeah, it's unbelievable to think that on every day of the year, when you pray, when you ask, there is an element. So, the sun represents sort of the, the person that's always keeping God honest, if you will. You know, he's the always guy saying, well, you know, they, they're not really meaning it. Yeah, they, you think they're dominating them. They, they're not really dominating yeah, I mean, come on, look outside of there for Natachman. You know what I'm saying, guys? Come on, really? <laughs> this is what you got. Really, come on. They, they bring the words smashing into the goal. You see what he's up to? You see what's in his brain? So he's a guy always trying to, like, stew the pot against us. And the, the idea that we can all stand before Hashem. Now, it's uncomfortable, but it's also uncomfortable mostly because it's distracting. Like, if we would have to eat and drink, we would have to be home for half the day having a meal. So a lot of what we do... Is just in t- and it's just designed to not distract us from the enormity of the day. Yeah, it's, no it's more practical. It's more practical this way. Yeah, I mean, no NFL player is having a meal during halftime. Right. Like, if you're playing in the Super Bowl, your goal is to get to the game and think about the game until the game is over. All right. Last question. Um, the, the and I don't know Sephardic tradition may be different than Ashkenazic. I'm not that familiar, but it seems to me and I have the honor of leading services, that tomorrow is different than tonight. Tomorrow, again, even if we even if we go along with your description, and believe me, it's a wonderful description, and obviously it's, uh, it takes a little bit off the edge of the uh, you know life and death perspective that many of us have. But if tomorrow is, in fact, a serious day, which obviously it is, tonight, although being serious, it seems to be a more loving type of a prayer atmosphere, if you know what I mean, with the slichos as lovely as they are, and you know, obviously people not being nearly as uncomfortable because we've just eaten, etc. Do you also feel that there's a little bit of a difference between tonight on Leil Yom Kippur and tomorrow during the day? Well, tonight's a great opportunity because of what you said. You're not as uncomfortable. You, you, from the minute the day starts, the game begins. And wh- wherever you go during that day, that's as far as you can get to Hashem. That's the, the goal is you start the day and you start to move your soul as close as you can to God. So, yeah, tonight's an amazing opportunity because the tefillah isn't as long, you're not that hungry, and for many people that have a hard time fasting, the night of Yom Kippur really is an opportunity where they can really, really get really connected and really close early on. And so, yeah, a lot of people don't realize the enormity of tonight as to what it can do to really begin the whole tomorrow better, but more importantly, capture a moment before they get really uncomfortable in connecting touchdowns. And even the great NFL defenses conk out in the fourth quarter, right? You know, tomorrow yeah. is not easy. <laughs> Absolutely, it's not easy. The ELA is just, that's I think one of the fun parts of the ELA is that the bar is so low. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. just stay on your feet, do your right. best. Um, <laughs> and I think if you just stop, the whole concept of, of, of this day is has to be Hashem's benevolence. If Hashem wasn't benevolent, we wouldn't be even having a Yom Kippur. He wouldn't tell us when he's judging us. Like, there's no like, it's not like the district courts in New York only open up one day a year. When you're, when you're usually wrong, you should be judged. This whole concept that he let us know that while we're being judged every day of the year, there's a day where you can sort of change it only comes from a place of kindness. It, it can't possibly come from a place of, 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 of difficultness or justice in that way. And so I think if we just, 
like you said, take the edge off all that fear stuff that we've been put into our heads growing up and realize what this day possibly is. It's going to be, it could be a day that really changes our lives. Charlie, Gemara Chatimatova, Shana Tova to you, and you've inspired a lot of people during this past year. You should be blessed to do the same in the coming year. Amen. Thank you, Nachum. To you as well. It should be a great year filled with only good things. Amen. There he is, Charlie Harari, as I mentioned, uh, in addition, obviously, to him being a uh, internationally renowned speaker and somebody who's been uh, inspiring people for a long, long time. We have the pleasure of having him with us. Every Thursday at 9 a.m., something we call the bowl, the boardroom here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. I thank him for that. We should all have great success in the coming year.